Hello dear listeners and welcome to episode 2 of the Solar Report. My name is Victor Romar Perez Sanchez from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, living in the beautiful city of New York. And thank you once again for tuning in to know, of course, what happened on round one of the Superliga Americana Rugby, the major rugby union competition down in South America, which started with a big bang. Oh my goodness, everyone. Great, great matches. It is um it passed um Sunday, March the thirteenth, and it was even better because I was actually able to get a live stream to actually watch the matches over ESPN Extra Latin America, which I usually don't have access to. So unfortunately, we had to go on illegal means and actually get a live stream. So for those people that actually uh, make possible the live stream, thank you very much. Do so appreciate it. That's what happens when you put um soccer over a paywall. And I guess all the other sports follow through. Well, with that said, let's not waste any time and just get right started, everyone. So first match we had was the Cobras Brazil 15 match uh, against Peñarol Rugby. Uh, so the two teams uh, from Brazil and Uruguay, respectively. Um, a match that ended up with a score of 19-10 um, and actually started um, on the side of the Brazilians. If you remember season one, uh, of the podcast, obviously, which is the season two of the Slar in 2021. Um, you may remember that Cobra, unfortunately, uh, had a moment of brilliance here and there. Unfortunately, it wasn't good enough to finish. And unfortunately, this match definitely showed that. Um, but at least it started well. Uh, the Cobra actually struck first. Um, I think possibly like in minute. I think less than not even a minute. I think like thirty seconds in into the match, um, after a, a kickoff uh, from Peñarol to Cobras, the bounce uh, uh, worked out on the uh, to the uh, actually no, it was actually Cobras that kicked towards um, Peñarol and they were able to. I think it was a good bounce and uh, the famous uh, uh, Daniel Sanseri, uh, the fullback. Was able to catch the ball and score try, like I said, winning seconds of the starting match. Uh, for believe it or not, the only try actually that they were to score uh, after that, uh, it just pretty much went downhill. They had um 7 0 at the, at, at the first minute, and then from there, it was a Peñarol show. But I had to say, unfortunately, this match was actually quite um, slow, uh, really. Um, a lot of handling errors from both sides. Um, I don't know, but I didn't feel both teams were that good in, in attack. Peñarol, of course, was a lot better. They actually got to score two tries, um, specifically uh, through uh, Mateo Viñals, the, the wing at 11, and, uh, and the prop, um, the, the loser prop, uh, Juan Echevarria. Uh, where the, and unfortunately, the two conversions, which were kicked um, by uh, Federico Favaro, uh, who's the, um, the the 14th, the other wing, unfortunately were not able to be scored. Favaro was a little better in penalty kicks, actually three for three, uh, which worked out for the best, and obviously again ended with the 19-10 score. Um, but again, even with that type of attack that they had against Cobras, unfortunately, it wasn't really again. It wasn't that good. I think they they got lucky because. Uh, Cobras was sort of quite bad uh, in both attack and defense. That they were able just to again uh, put them there, and, and again they were not really that good in attack. That's why the the scoreline wasn't as as bad as you thought. Now a person that I was actually quite surprised uh, was um, Lucas Tranques. 
um, the guy they call the tank, the tanky, I guess, or tanky, whatever the pronunciation in Brazil and Portuguese, the tank, um, who play, who usually plays um, fullback, but in this instance, he actually played um, a fly half. I think he was actually very good at the 10 uh, jersey, uh, all things considered. Um, he only can really kick. Uh, twice again, once for the penalty, uh, once for the conversion, once for a penalty. Um, again, which got to the ten points. But but really, other than that, again, it was again a lot of handling errors from both teams, uh, which again made for in all honesty, it was kind of a boring match. So I mean, all this considered, I mean, I'm glad Peñarol won. In all honesty, I would probably prefer Cobras to have a better start um, because of what happened last season. But yeah, it was kind of man, in all honesty. That's what it is. Now, the other two matches after that, because this is when it started, they got a lot better. So after that, we have um, Cafeteros Pro from Colombia against Juarez 15, uh, or Juarez 15, if you want to be Spanish about it, from Argentina. And this was a way better match. We had a score of 33 to 22. So uh, Cafeteros, again, even when they lose, they still look the best. And it was, uh, they definitely surpassed expectations against Juarez. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but the fact that, again, you have this um, surplus of Argentinian players in the Cafeteros Pro team, as opposed to Colombian players where you only have 10 out of the, the 30 total, um, definitely balance things a, a bit out. So in regards to this particular uh, match, uh, we had tries uh, from first from, uh, from uh, Hawaii. We have two tries by um, Panzarini, the, um, I'm not going to know this guy's um, name. Let me see if we'll find him. Because um, that's another thing, too. I need to start getting, getting used to the names of the players. Uh, and, Andrea Panzarini. Then we have two, uh, I mean, it was a two tries. Yeah, two, uh, two tries by Santiago Mare, the number 10. Um, by the way, Andrea pa Panzarini is a hooker, the number two. And we have another try by Prichantelli, who... With, who's uh, Jeronimo Prichantelli, who's the 15, um, the fullback in this case, and three conversions uh, of let me see, two, four, five. So five tries, three conversions by Santiago Mari. From Peñarol, we have tries by Javier uh, uh, Corbalan, one by the guy last name Morales. Let me see which one. I, I think it was probably one of the, yeah, Liceo Morales. And then one by a guy last name Puertas. Uh, let me see if it was, yeah, Felipe Puertas, uh, which is a number eight. The uh, Eliseo Morales was a, a, was a replacement back, while Corbalan is a, is a prop. So, in any case, they're talking about this match. So, everything started obviously with um, Juarez. Juarez was the first one to score. And it, and it was like that for a while. The very first try was actually marked by how, uh, Javier Pe. Uh, Corbalan, uh, and by the end of um, the half, it was um, first half. That is, the match was twenty-six to five. So it was looking like typical Hawares against uh, Cafeteros. But Cafeteros actually came to life um, in the second half again with those other tries by Morales and Puertas, and again looked uh, a lot better. Um, again with those three uh, three late tries specifically. Um, Oh, yes, you know what? Actually, I forgot. Yeah, because we have um, this guy, um, Ceballos, the, the Colombian. Um, I almost forgot about him. Uh, let me see. It was, uh, was, uh, what was the position? 
Diverse Rayos, yeah, exactly. Which I, I think that was, was that? No. Well, he was, he was in last, uh, last season. So, yeah, so the other guys are uh, Argentinian. So, I was the only guy, uh, again, one of the Colombian guys that actually got to score. And we got one conversion by um, that kid, um, Hea, Leonardo Hea, uh, specifically the number 13, the center. And, and, and again, I, I, that was probably arguably uh, the Savage's um, strike was arguably the best of the ones that um, Cafeteros got to score. Um, again, really good match. Again, uh, a lot better from uh, from um, Cafeteros. Now, I have to say, too, that this um, Hawaii's 15 side is very different from the one from last year, where you had... Um, quite a number of Pumas um, players uh, in the team. I, I think probably, I think you got probably two or three, which is actually a lot for Hawares. Um, although you did had some guys like Michael Vivas that has been around um, the setup, um, Manuel Bernstein as well. Uh, and I think, let me see, did they have one of the 15s guys? Oh, no, they didn't. I'm sorry, the sevens guys. Um, no, they didn't have any of the sevens guys. So really, you only had two. Uh, guys that have, that have been around the, the Argentina the Argentina 15s um, setup specifically not only the second team but also Pumas the, the, the main first team uh, even even with that it was a very young uh, a very young side and definitely showed um, it didn't have the cohesion of the year uh, prior which obviously worked for, to the advantage of Carteros which again made it a, a better uh, for a better um um, well, but no, well, I guess a better, yeah, a better match for them in regards to scoring and the like. So, uh, all things considered, again, very good match, and definitely do uh, hope to see better things from again from Cafeteros in this case. Again, even though they didn't want. Then, lastly, we had the match uh, of Sectum Rugby from Chile against Olympia Lions from Paraguay. So, keep in mind that this match was played in in, in Valparaiso, in, in directly in. Um, uh, Chile, so this was the home side um, again playing against the, the team from Paraguay, and in this instance we had a quite a surprise in honesty, uh, that segment was actually going to come and beat Olympia quite clean, but no, they actually ended up losing 22 to 20, so they lost by two points, so they, <laughs> the, the the roar of the Lions definitely threw them for a loop it definitely did, it did um, to me, uh, because really the game was decided in the last four minutes, um, with a penalty that was scored by Diego Diego, uh, Diego Walter, and of course got to the and the match was a uh, 2019 uh, at that moment, and then of course the the three point conversion ended up being 22. Uh, so for, this was also a really good match. So in regards to scoring, we had um, a try by let me see again trying to learn this guy's name. Um, so we had a try by hooker Mariano Montaner. Uh, for Peñarol, um, and then we had one by, uh, and this guy is from um, uh, Mariano Garcetti, I believe he's from, I believe he's Paraguayan, so we got two tries, um, we have that um, two conversions missed by Diego Walter, and then you had the four pen four from five penalties, uh, including the last one, and then we had actually um, three yellow ca cards, actually, uh, to Cabral, Quinteros, and Simondi in minutes 48, 65, 67, respectively, because there's something else to mention. There was a point in time when Olympia was actually playing with 13 players, and they actually lasted 10 minutes, only getting scored once um, by uh, Matias Ditus in the minute 66. Um, there was also another try by uh, Gary Fulich, 
um, the other Matias, Matias got foolish in this case, so the two Matias um, <laughs> eh, were able to score. Matias says, if you want to read that. Then we had um, two conversions from Francisco Uros and two from three penalties, which, by the way, is that third penalty would have gone through, obviously, would have won the match. So those, those missing three points really made the difference. So uh, again, this was probably the obviously there was the closest contest of the of the opening round, uh, bar none. Obviously, I mean, of course, nineteen ten and thirty three to twenty two are gr- relatively close, but obviously we're talking about like a two point difference in this case. Um, again, great great match. It really caught me off guard. Was not expecting Olympia um, to come in, uh, to come up with a win. Again, Olympia is similar to Cafeteros in the sense that you have that. Majority Argentinian players against local players, but in all honesty, Signum and and the Chile side overall, or or the, the again or their performance, um, it's actually coming up hot in this past couple of months. So I was actually so so I was expecting a Signum win for sure, but it definitely caught me off guard. The fact that again, and 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 I had to say the game once again, the game once again was won by one last penalty kick again at the last four minutes. Otherwise, obviously, Segna would have won. And again, if those uh, three missing points from the conversion, uh, excuse me, from the penalty have, would have gone through, obviously, we'll be uh, talking about something else. But all in all, obviously, kudos to to Olympia. Definitely uh, caught Segna off guard, and I'm sure for next round. When they play again, it's definitely not going to be the same. So um, I'm sure of that. Uh, but in any case, again, really good matches overall. Uh, all three, obviously, no, not much to talk about because obviously we only have six teams. But overall, again, definitely did enjoy it. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, COVID conditions, uh, there were barely any people at all, as far as I know, within that um, the stadium. I, I saw a couple of people sitting down, uh, again, on the side where the cameras were pointing, but there was nothing at all. So either is COVID restrictions still not having people inside of the stadium, or is it that they barely had any people show up? Wait, I want to. I can't really say. Honestly, and I was something that I was really looking at. Uh, but again, I was really happy that I was actually able to see the games live, uh, and because I, I was really scared that the matches were going to be uh, behind the paywall of Star Plus, uh, aka Disney Disney Plus, Latin America. But again, I, I am quite glad that um, ESPN Extra uh, Latin America ended up um, having the uh, the matches, and again, had, had a lot of fun. But in any case, with that said, and obviously going over what's coming up in the following round, round two, which is actually going to be played um, on Saturday, uh, March. This will be March eight, March nineteen. Let me check actually. Yeah, March nineteen. Um, all again in Valparaiso. So we're going to have um, Cafeteros Peñarol. That should be a good match. And if Peñarol were that close to Juarez, hopefully, yeah, I'm expecting a, a, a first Cafeteros wing. So I do hope that comes. Then we have Segnum uh, with Cobras. Segnum definitely has to win this match. Again, if Cobras comes with that wishy-washy um, performance they had with um, Peñarol, which, again, wasn't even their best, I'm sure they're going to win easily and definitely probably the best match i would say of this round will be Hawares against olympia a uh, Hawares definitely uh, were given a scare by olympia last year and that was again with a i don't think i don't think that that better of a team 
Jaguares definitely was a lot better, but definitely Olympia gave Jaguares a run for the money uh, last season. But I'm assuming this is going to be a very, uh, again, a way better match and a lot closer. So I would say definitely that will be my my horse for next week. Uh, but, uh, or for, well, I guess we'll talk, to talk about next week uh, for this upcoming Saturday. Okay, everyone, I think with that said, uh, we're going to finish, uh, again, the episode right here again. Since we have barely any teams to talk about again, this um, this episodes are not going to be that long, as you if you remember from last season. But obviously, as more things happen again, I'm sure there will be a couple of more things to uh, to mention. Uh, but yeah, again, uh, and of course, if you want to watch the the matches live, remember um, again you could always um, check out again the illegal live streams if you can find it again of ESPN Extra um, Latin America or specifically the Argentinian. Um, a broadcast from ESPN Extra. And you should be able to see the matches there um, directly. Obviously, if you go to uh, the the Solar uh, media, uh, the um, the social media outlets, I'm sure you're going to find there the um, the the time for, uh, again the time specifically to check out. Uh, obviously, from where you are to again Argentina in this case, or well, in this is I mean the play in Chile. But in any case, um, definitely do check that, check that out. So, again, you're aware of the times. And again, you could hopefully be able to watch this um, live. If not, obviously, uh, you could always watch the um, the highlights on the Solar uh, TV, uh, I think the Solar TV um, YouTube channel as well. Of course, if you don't mind the Spanish, hey, you get to learn a couple of words here and there, if anything. Okay, guys, so once again, my name is Victor. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Slar Report. And hopefully you're going to be listening to me for next time. By the way, my apologies for the delay on this episode. Unfortunately, life got in the way. I was not able to record until now. So hopefully then, and of course, being a Saturday, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get this ready for Sunday. And hopefully you'll be able to be listening to it on the regular Monday schedule as we established for last season. Okay, everyone, so you have a great day and we'll be seeing, uh, you'll be hearing me soon for round two. Take care.